Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Elections in Taiwan, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression. There's a lot of global instability just in time for primary season. Have you sheltered your savings from potential major setbacks to the economy? It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold, and the Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text COAST to 989898 for a free info kit. Text COAST to 989898 today. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Author and award-winning filmmaker Richard Martini has written and directed a number of films. A former freelance journalist for Variety, Inc., Premier, and other magazines. A graduate of the Masters of Professional Writing Program at USC. Flipside, A Tourist Guide to the Afterlife, was his debut nonfiction book on a topic that's been haunting him since the death of a soulmate. After a dream vision of his visiting his friend in the great beyond, Rich went on a literary quest to find out what the prevailing science and philosophical opinions on the afterlife might be. He journeyed into Tibetan philosophy, made documentaries in Tibet and India, and eventually was introduced to the work of the Newton Institute, founded by the renowned author and hypnotherapist Dr. Michael Newton. Richard Martini, a favorite on Coast to Coast, and with a drum roll, Richard, here you are. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, I love being considered a favorite anywhere, George. What a treat to hear your voice. How have you been? Have you been on the flip side lately? I have been on the flip side lately. You know, trying to dodge COVID bullets wherever we go. It's really hard to. I just came back from a trip to Vegas where, you know, I call that my super spreader city. And it was just, you know, it was amazing. I went with a, a group of friends, and, of course, everybody came down with some version of it. Anyway, uh, I've been good. How have you been, George? I'm good, but were you a witness to the Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez wedding that they had Saturday? No, and, you know, you wonder. But I did read that they were at the Elvis Chapel and that uh, the sort of the, the upper-graded version, you actually got an Elvis impersonator in your bed. So... But, you know, listen. Thank you very much. What's, what's really crazy for me is, 
Jennifer Schaefer and I, you know, I mentioned her before. She works with law enforcement on yeah. uh, missing person cases. We do this podcast called Hacking the Afterlife, and we've had some amazing people show up to talk to us. And I mentioned Elvis because I went to see the movie while I was in Vegas. I thought, what a perfect place to see it. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I, I, I'm a fan of Baz Luhrmann. But at the same time, I'll... I wasn't that huge of a fan of Elvis when he was alive, but watching the movie it gave me a whole different appreciation for him. And then plus the fact that he's shown up at a number of our sessions where we're doing our podcast, and Jennifer says, Elvis is here. And I, without, I'm not going to contradict her, I, but I will say, why? What's he doing here? And the most recent visit was after I saw the film, he wanted to talk about it. He wanted to talk about how great the actor was, the kid who played he him. He looked just like him. Looked just like him, and he said he played him better than he played himself. That was huh. a funny line. Uh, he thought maybe he put a little too much makeup on. That was a comment that he made. But I said, you know, Elvis, this is so... Um, look, it's funny even to say his name. No one's going to believe that I'm talking to you. How? What? Give me some detail about your life that only your wife Priscilla would know. And he said that there's a, a ring that she has that his mother owned. Now, that, you know, that might be common knowledge to everybody. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've not yeah, heard I that. I have no idea. But, but I figured, you know, that's the kind of detail that you get when you do this kind of work, where it's only specific for the person who's asking. It's not for the whole world to find out that you can talk to people on the other side. It's for the loved one. And in an earlier trip... He came by to visit us. It was sort of out of the blue, and I said, so what does he want to say? And he said that he wanted to talk about who greeted him on the other side. And I said, well, you told us before that it was your mother. He said, yes, but I was greeted by a child that I was supposed to have but didn't have. And I said, was that with Priscilla? He said, no, it was with someone else. He said, but that child greeted me on the other side with such unconditional love that I was overwhelmed by it. Might it have been his twin brother who died well, at that birth? that would make sense, but no, he was talking about a child he was supposed to have with a girl that he had a love affair with. Ah, a little flame. And I think I know who that is, but wh whoever that was, but he said, he said something fascinating that I couldn't make up. He said, I was loved by many, many people. But I never felt that kind of unconditional love that I felt from this child in my lifetime. Did the child obviously pass on? Well, the child, yes, the child never came to term, so there was some, must have been a miscarriage. And, but the point being, what he was trying to impart, and the reason he showed up to talk about this, he wants people to know, he wanted people to know, that those children don't disappear, they don't, they exist. And that when you cross over, you're greeted by them. Those children that you were going to have, you didn't have, they're there to greet you. Their essence is there, their being, their higher consciousness. I mean, it was such a profound thing for him to say, because, you know, what we were talking about it, he just came out of, you know, literally out of the blue to talk about, to tell people, when you lose a child like that, you're going to see them again once you get to the flip side. Well, since ironically, since you mentioned Elvis, I mean, we're coming up on his anniversary date of his death. He died uh, August 16th, 1977. 
Right. He was only 42 years old, Rich. Amazing. Uh, it really is amazing. And I just, after watching the movie, now I'm watching, you know, a lot of Elvis shows to see what his journey was like. And uh, it's fascinating. The guy had so much, so much, anyway, you know, I, people know how talented he was. But what I think is fascinating is when he shows up in our podcast, let's say, and he's done it about four or five times now, where he wants to talk about the process and he seems very, well, for example, I asked him about Colonel Parker. I said, so, you know, what was it like when he crossed over, you know, because he stifled you your entire life and your career? He said, no, because Tom and I had had that experience in a previous lifetime where the roles were reversed. That, that in a previous lifetime, he was the guy who kept Parker from doing all the things that he was supposed to do in life. And they celebrated each other. Because that idea of you get to see the role you played in your lifetime may have been planned in advance. And that's what he's saying, that they had done that before and the roles had been reversed. How did, I mean, what, you know, what a weird way to look at it. Just that idea that uh, I think it's fascinating to hear from people on the flip side, that they, they may have played a reverse role in a previous lifetime. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
right. well, anyways, let's go back to hacking the afterlife. How did you get involved in finding the dead? Well, it's a, you know, as I as you mentioned in the introduction, my friend uh, Luana Anders, who had passed away in my arms back in 1996. I was a filmmaker, just an average schmo in Hollywood, jaded, skeptic guy. But she started showing up in my dreams and in, and in stories. It, other people would start talking about they had a dream about her. And then I had an experience where she took me into deep space. I had, I had an experience that was not unlike the movie Contact. You know, remember when Jodie Foster goes into another realm? That happened to me. This was before the movie came out. That happened to me. I felt like I went into a wormhole in deep space. And when I got through this wormhole, there was my friend Luana waiting for me. And she said, you were thinking about me. You were wondering what happened to me. This is where I am. That led me on this journey of trying to figure out, well, if she can come and visit me and pull me into deep space, how do I go visit her? And that's what took me down this path to find people like Michael Newton, hypnotherapists who would put you under, you know, would do hypnosis to allow you to access this stuff. And so since then, with Luana's help, um, and she's been very helpful in our podcast, because she does the same thing that Jennifer does on this side, she does it on the other side. She's the person who lines up the people who are going to come and talk to us uh, in our classroom. Were you particularly gifted when you were a kid? Um, well, I, I know what your question is. You know, I would say no, but yes, I've ever since I was a little kid, I saw ghosts. I would see things that I didn't understand. And I remember asking my dad, you know, is there any such thing? And he said, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. So I believed what he was telling me, that there wasn't such a thing. And it wasn't until I started this research that I finally admitted that I had seen people on the flip side. And I think... We've talked about this once before where I was in Australia staying at Phil Noyce's house, film director, and I woke up and I saw a guy hanging from the ceiling oh, by a noose. Yeah. And I startled awake. And the guy looked at me and said, in an Australian accent, you know, terribly sorry. It's just something I feel the need to do. And then he climbed on a ladder that had appeared out of nowhere and disappeared. And when I spoke to Philip's wife later on, that day, I said, hey, what's up with your ghost? She said, what are you talking about? I said, well, I saw this guy dressed like a painter who was hanging from a noose, and, you know, he apologized and left. And she said, well, the guy who painted our house did hang himself, but that was a few miles away. And I said, well, I think he liked hanging out at your house because he's still hanging around. But I'm bummed. But so I realized that I was seeing things or seeing people that don't exist, that aren't there. I just was ignoring it. And now that I'm doing this research, I don't ignore it so much. Do you summon them up, or do they just show up? Well, I'll give you an example. And this has happened more than once. Um, And so Jennifer and I have been doing this, you know, we've been doing this work for seven years. Every week I meet with her and I film her talking to the other side. And that's been the basis of our books, Backstage Pass to the Flip Side, and Tuning into the Afterlife, which is our latest one. And what I do is... I'm asking, sometimes I'll drive to her office, and I'll think of, like, well, who would be an interesting person to talk to? We did that with Paul Allen, you know, the Microsoft founder. And, you know, I'll sit down, and I'll say, well, I'm looking for someone, and she'll say, is his name Paul? And I'll say, yes, that's correct. Well, sometimes, and this happened a couple weeks ago, I hear a voice in my head, 
And in this case, it was Bob Saget. Now, somebody had said to me, when are you going to interview Bob Saget? And I said, well, yeah, I didn't know him, so he's not on my list of people to contact. But I heard his voice in my head saying, you, I, I understand you're the person I need to talk to, to have a conversation with, so I can pass messages to my family. And I said what I say when this happens, no, I'm not the guy. You need to find Jennifer Shaver or find Luana Anders, my friend who passed away in 1996. She's the one who orchestrates the list, the VIP list to talk to this class. And then a week later, I had forgotten about it. And Jennifer and I couldn't do the session. And so then another week went by, and I again, he showed up in my apartment in my head. I heard his voice saying, okay, I'm on the list. So that day when we did our podcast, I said to her, so Jennifer, I want to talk to a guy. And she said, is his name Robert? I said, yes, it is. And, and this is live on camera. And then we go through him talking. He had messages for Jim Carrey. I had seen the, the, uh, the comedy documentary that, that's on Netflix where, you know, all these guys wrote, you know, talked about him, Chris Rock and other people, and Jim Carrey. And he had messages for his wife. Message for Jim was to get out of his house, to get off the couch, and dive into the lightning storm, meaning Jim has to get back out into the world and make people laugh again. But the most astounding thing, and of course, anybody listening is, is going to say, what is he talking about? Um, I said, now Jennifer had not seen the documentary, and I said, now, who was there to greet him when he crossed over? And he said, she said, one of his dogs was there. And I remembered. After seeing the documentary, at the end of his set, do you know this? At the end of his set, he would sing this song about his dog licking a body part. Now, I didn't know that, but I saw it in the documentary. So I said, wait a second. Is the dog that greeted him on the other side the dog that's in one of his songs? And Jennifer said, yes, he's saying yes. And I said, so, Bob, show her what that dog used to do. And Jennifer froze and said, I can't say this. I can't repeat what he's showing me. I said, you have to. And then she said it. And that's the song that Bob Saget used to sing at the end of every one of his sets. My dog licked my. I won't say what it was. Don't say it. There don't you say it. Yeah. Well, you know, so. He, and he died tragically in January of this year. That's right. Uh, from a fall. And I asked him about that because one of my friends was curious, you know, what really happened, and his thing was that it was a silly fall. That's the way he put it. It was just something silly. Yeah, apparently he bumped his head and then yeah. laid down and then never woke up. Then never woke up. And it's that it happens, you know, people get a concussion and then you get blood in your head and stuff like that. And But he, his point was that it was silly. It wasn't that important to talk about or to deal with, because I asked, you know, do you want to talk about that, Bob? And he, he didn't. He just said it was just a silly way to go. But he really wanted to pass along messages to his loved ones. So the reason I do this work, the reason we're on the show, the reason I'm talking to you, George, is because it's to help people realize that life does go on, that your loved ones are still there. They still want to talk to you. And we just have to give them the opportunity to talk to us, sometimes in dreams, Sometimes it's just seeing them, imagining them sitting across from you and letting them nod or shake their head or, and asking them questions about their journey as opposed to what people normally ask, right? What do they ask for? Lottery numbers or, you know, how can you help me with my work? You know, sure. 
those kinds of things. So I don't know. It's uh, it's fascinating to hear peop- how easy it is, and you don't need a medium. It's wonderful that I work with Jennifer. She's so fantastic. But I've also worked with many other mediums. Many, you know, they're all really good at what they do. But what I've learned is we're all mediums. We all have filters that block this information. We can bypass the filters by doing meditation, by having a dream, hopefully not doing hallucinogenics, but that's one way to bypass filters. Having a near-death experience, don't do that, but that's another way. However, with hypnotherapy, as we've discussed, you can bypass the filters and access this information that, that is really profoundly moving. This recent, I've just finished a new book, it's not out yet, but it's about divine councils, and I've interviewed like dozens of people who've never heard of me, never met me before, and the only thing they had in common was they knew how to do a guided meditation, and I did them a guided meditation, no more than an hour. Every single one of them was able to access a guide and talk to their councils, and we'll talk about it in the future, I hope, but it's that idea of anybody can do this. Anybody can access the loved ones on the flip side that they're no longer talking to. What's new with Amelia Earhart? (laughs) Amelia is furious with me because she's given me all this incredible information about her life and journey, and for some reason I can't seem to get anyone in Hollywood to make the film. You know, it's interesting because Hillary Swank, I did work on the Hillary Swank movie, as you know. Yeah, yeah, I and, remember. You know, it's a shame, as, as Philip Noyce has said to me, because he was going to direct that film. He said, gee, the time was wrong, you know, for you to come out with your research after that movie was made. Of course, I was, you know, I already had the research. I tried to get people. But, you know, hope, look, hope springs eternal. One of these days, we'll figure out how to do it. But she hasn't changed in her story about who she was. I, I think I might have mentioned it earlier. One day, uh, Jennifer, we were doing a podcast, and, and Amelia showed up with a friend of hers. And Jennifer said, well, this is a film producer. And I said, okay, what's his name? She said, I'm getting the name Carl. I immediately knew who that was. But nobody listening in would. People don't know that Amelia Earhart had been hired by Carl Lemley, the founder of Universal Pictures, to write and star in a movie about about a uh, pilot. Which and she was going to do when she came back, right? Which she was going to do when she came back. And she co-wrote the script with Mary Pickford, of all people, and I've seen the script. So it was fascinating for, but so, you know, Jennifer says, Carl is here. And, and I knew who that was. I said, well, this is Carl Lemley. And then she was like, oh, my God, how did you know that? And it was, and it was, uh, she said, Amelia was laughing because, she had said to Carl, watch this. We'll figure out how to show who you are. And then I asked him questions about his journey. He died in 1939. I said, so what are you doing on the flip side? He said, over here you can create any movie, any idea, any concept, any theme park. It's so fascinating. that It's so dramatic and exciting to do that when you get bored, that's when you decide to reincarnate. I mean, what a way to put it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.